I'm back. I walked out the stage because I forgot. Take a seat if you can. If you have an intelligent smartphone at any of our camps, just pull it out real quick and want you to do something together as a family. This data will help us move forward as a church. So if you go to fpsurvey.org, it's on the screen behind me. All of our campuses are synced up, so we're all going to do this together. It's a short survey, eight questions. We're going to do it together. This data helps us connect with you and your family more and helps us connect with other families that we haven't connected with yet. So this is vital for us. So if you'll go there on your browser, it's the internet for some. I know it's difficult for some of us. FP survey, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it too. FPSurvey.org. Here we go. What's your zip code? You should know that. How long have you been attending Faith Promise? 21 plus years for me. You're welcome. I was born here. What's your age? I'm going to go 22 to 37. Next question. What's my gender? I'm a male. I'm slowing down. Slow down. Is that too fast? These questions are tough for some of us. For me, it says, where are you currently involved? I do it all. Because they pay me here. So I have to do most of them. Serving groups, generosity, next steps. We'd love to know if you're in a part of all of that or what you're a part of. What campus do you normally attend? Every campus, the one you're sitting at or the one you attend the most often? Everybody with me so far? Every campus? Talk to me. Number seven, how likely are you to recommend Faith Promise Church to your coworkers, friends, or relatives? This is not just when I'm speaking. This is when whoever's speaking, which is a little hard to invite, I understand. Last, number eight, what made you pick that score? A little short, just again, this data helps us so much in finding out what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. We want people to be promoting faith promise. We want you to invite your friends and family. Every time we do any kind of survey, the most effective way, not billboards, not radio, not ads, is people of faith promise telling their friends and family their lives were changed at faith promise and people coming and checking it out. So finish that survey, submit that score. Thank you so very much for doing that. If you haven't finished, take your time. But what you're about to watch is a, a short documentary that we've been around the world and what you're going to watch is a little piece of what your generosity does around the world. This is Scotland, the land of rolling hills with the sounds of bagpipes. This is Scotland, the land of pubs and palaces. But did you know that Scotland was once called the land of the book, that book being the Bible? They called this place the land of many revivals because of the amazing and miraculous things that God had done through his people. But today, that story's changed. Today, the land of the book is nowhere near with how you describe Scotland. So is there hope? Can we get back to Scotland being the land of many revivals? I believe we can. Let's find out the people and the places that are making that happen. Hi, we're the Scots, Dustin, Katie, and Abel. We moved to Scotland just over a year ago to help launch East Mountain. 
East Mountain comes alongside existing pastors, churches, and leaders to help train and develop the local church to be a catalyst for Scottish churches to plant Scottish churches, Scottish leaders to raise up Scottish leaders. Scotland has a rich Christian history. I mean, it's really incredible if you look back at what's happened here in Scotland, the moves of God, the revivals that have broken out, three major revivals in the last 250 years, um, lots of little revivals along the way, and yet today, only 5% of people in Scotland go to church on a regular basis. Of those 5%, about 45% of those are 65 and older. Only about 1% of 18 to 24 year olds regularly attend church. And only two and a half percent of Scottish people are evangelical Christians. So there's a huge need here in Scotland for the church to be revived, for the Holy Spirit to be at work here again and to change the landscape of what's happening here. And so that's what we wanna do as East Mountain. We wanna come alongside the churches, the leaders, um, and be a part of the revival that we believe God is going to bring to this place, mm -hmm. that we believe God is going to use not only to change Scotland, but to change all of Europe and to see Scotland become a missionary sending place again, sending Christians all over Europe to reach Europeans for, for the gospel, to reach the lost. Dustin, with numbers like that, it feels hopeless, sounds hopeless. And so as we walk the streets of Edinburgh, Scotland, what's your family, what are you, and the ministry you partner with, what are we doing to bring hope and shed light to that darkness? Absolutely. No, you're right, it, it does sound hopeless, but we're firm believers that God is still at work here. God is not done with Scotland. I love hearing that. And you talk about pouring into the next generation. Tell me a little bit about, you've, already, you've only been here a year, yeah. and you thought you were going to have to bring interns in from America for right. the first couple of years, yes. but you've already, God's already given you a young man named James, James to yeah. pour into. Absolutely. Tell me a little bit about James and what you see for his ministry in future. God's been so gracious to us to, in this first year to really give us the opportunity to connect with local Scottish leaders. Um, so one of those guys is James. He's 24 years old. He's uh, still figuring out exactly who he wants to be, what his calling is, discerning that. So we get to come alongside him at the beginning of his process. So he's just at the beginning. He's saying, I think I'm called to ministry. I want to explore that. Um, we get to help get him involved with local training, local training here in Scotland. So they've got great theological training here. We get to come alongside him throughout that whole process from discerning his call all the way to being a church planner, which is likely the, the path he's headed down, and walk alongside him that entire way, make sure that he's spiritually healthy, make sure that he's getting the development that he so needs, good. not just theologically, not just in his mind, but learning how to walk by the Spirit, learning how to walk with the Spirit and be filled with the Spirit so that then he can make the greatest impact possible through, through church planning, through the Holy Spirit. That's beautiful. And so the people sitting here watching, listening, they love you, they, they love your family, they love Abel and Katie, and we wanna do anything we can. And as we sit at campus or we're online watching, what can we do, what can we, what, what can we put our hands to to help you and to assist the movement that's happening yeah, in Scotland? Well, first and foremost, I just wanna thank you for what you've already done. Um, you know, I'm the son of the house, I grew up at Faith Promise, you've prayed for me. Um, you've developed me. I've had lots of opportunities to develop my leadership gifts, my skills, my talents. Um, so all of that has led to this moment. And, and not only that, you guys are already supporting us financially. About 70% of our support comes from Faith Promise or from people within the church at Faith Promise. Um, so we're so thankful for how you've already provided for us. Wow. Um, but how you can come alongside us as we continue to move forward is primarily through praying. Praying that the Holy Spirit would come and fill Scotland that a move of God would happen here. So actually Scotland has a history of revivals, a history of God moving in powerful ways. And we believe that God is on the move here again. We believe that the Holy Spirit wants to come here and make an impact, not only for Scotland, but for all of Europe, developing leaders, changing the next generation, uh, doing church differently. 
so that the people of Scotland, the people of Europe can be changed for Christ. Did you hear that? Church, sometimes missions seem so abstract, mm. but Dustin, his family, through your support, through your generosity, is, has a vision for a whole country to be a ascending country, not just a campus, a country of people that right now we believe are spiritually cold, but the Holy Spirit's moving. It's moving in his family. There's so much more. We're just getting started. More from Scotland. Here we come. James, we spent time together now. Mm. We're basically best pals. Yeah, we're, we're good. I'm an honorary Scottish person. Well, well. Is that too much? Maybe. That's <laughs> soon. Okay, so talk to me a little bit about your experience with Jesus and kind of when did that happen and how that come about? Um, so I guess for me, I, I was brought up, my mum was a Christian, so I was brought up going to church through kind of my whole life really. Um, and then can I get to my mid-teens, I made that choice to, to break away from that, to, to stop going um, for quite a while, for quite a few years. Eventually I was on this kind of weekend away and I probably would have said I was a Christian. Do you know, if you'd asked me then, I would have said, nah, I'm a Christian, I believe that. And I would have said the right things and you might have actually believed what I said. But what I was doing, and how I was living my life was the complete opposite. Um, I was kind of completely off the rails, really, um, if I was honest. And that was hurting a lot of people, um, family, friends, and I had no kind of desire to change that. And I, I guess being so kind of selfish and not aware of what was going on, um, I didn't really know what was actually happening and how that was affecting them. But then on this weekend away, I had a really kind of surreal experience of, of the Holy Spirit, of Jesus, kind of opening my eyes. So it was in a church service. And funnily, funnily enough, I couldn't tell you what happened in that service, what the sermon was on, the passage, the song. I could tell you nothing about it. Um, but I just had this crazy sense of, of conviction of having my eyes just completely opened out of the blue as to what I'd been doing, who I'd been hurting, um, the way God kind of felt watching me, living my life like that. Um, and in that kind of, it's, it's hard to explain, but kind of in that same moment of the realization of what I've been doing and the result of that uh, on my own life as well and where, where I was heading because of that, you know, he also revealed to me in that moment the, the cure to it. And it was in that moment that I really experienced Jesus for the first time, really understood the gospel, not just kind of in my head, but in my heart and it became a reality and and from that moment my life kind of flipped on its head uh, entirely and, and it, was a, it was actually only kind of just over two and a half years ago so it's fairly fresh you know it's um, not been that long and my life since then is totally different totally transformed wow. what an amazing story James it's been two and a half years since your experience with uh, Christ and now you've have a mentor like Dustin and you're moving and you want to go into ministry and impact your generation in Scotland. What do you want to see? How do you want to impact uh, your your age group and, and the people that don't know and are far from God? Um, well, I guess for, for starters for me, I've got quite a, a big group of guys. Since being so long away from kind of church life, I made a lot of friends that were of the different life. Um, and that those friendships have stayed over the last two and a half years. So as I've kind of progressed into preaching in church and stuff, I've always invited them to come along and, and hear me preaching. Um, and so they've always come. And I think within that, you know, that's having a, a huge impact on them, even though I'm not having many great conversations. But I think that getting guys of my generation just into a church and feeling comfortable in that environment is a huge step for them, you know, and hopefully 
that that can be used later later on in life. What is it like for your generation in, in Scotland? What what is the landscape currently of church and God? How do people view that right now? Because again, we, we we've talked about we've heard stories that the land of the book that Scotland is a land of many revivals, and so now it's. Uh, in this day and age, how, how do you feel that God is viewed in the church, and is that something? How does that? How's that going right now? Yeah, well, I mean, it's there's certainly in my generation. There's not really any kind of scope for for church in any sense. So the last time I invited my my friends to church, one of them had um, been working the following day, and uh, so it's a, it's a free church of Scotland I go to, and he was telling someone at work, oh, I was at church yesterday hearing my mate preaching, and they were asking which church, so he said oh, I was a free church. And their initial kind of straight response to that was, oh, that's that church that really just hates people. Mm. Um, which I think gives a good picture of how kind of society views the church. It's, you know, it's negative connotations. It's not a positive thing. It's not a good thing. Not something you want to be involved with. Um, almost something actually you should be kind of pushing away and actually has no place in society. Um, and I think that's probably true. And for most people, they, they don't want anything to do with church whatsoever. Christian kind of church is, is alien and certainly we're in East Lothian in um, Scotland so it's not I mean, it's not a good time but you know as, as you say about the revivals you know there is still that hope that you know when God decides it's time to have another revival here and hopefully restore uh, us back to that reputation as the land of the book. sons and daughters, moms and dads, you realize they need Jesus, the story of the gospel. Who is going to bring it to them? This is where the Timothy Initiative comes in, now the largest church planning organization in all of India. They are meeting the broken, they are helping the lost, and they are making disciples who make disciples. Let's see some stories of what the Timothy Initiative is doing in Mumbai. जादू टोना वाला के पास बहुत जगह मतलब मेरे परिवार वाले 50 जगह भी गए होंगे लेकिन कुछ फर्क नहीं हुआ और मैं इधर जब से आई 7-8 लाख रुपए उधर मैंने खर्चा किया था तांत्रिक के पास लेकिन कुछ हमको आराम नहीं मिला जब मैं इधर आई तो हमें अच्छा हुआ डॉक्टर के पास भी दिखाने से कुछ फर्क नहीं मैं बहुत तकलीफ में थी मेरा बार-बार तबीयत खराब होता था तो मेरे पति ने मुझे कई तांत्रिक ओझाई को दिखाए उधर हम लोग का 6-7 लाख रुपए गया लेकिन कुछ भी नहीं हुआ कुछ भी नहीं हुआ फिर प्रभु में आए तो हम धीरे-धीरे ठीक होने लगे और दो बार मुझे लकवा भी लग गया फिर भैया ने फास्टर भाई ने प्रार्थना किया मुंह मेरा एक बार ऐसा टेढ़ा हुआ था एक बार ऐसा दो बार टेढ़ा हो गया था फास्टर भाई ने प्रार्थना की मुंह एकदम सीधा हो गया आंख नहीं बंद हो रहा था वो भी सही हो गया इधर गार्ड था गार्ड के वजन से खाना भी नहीं खा पा रहे थे वो गार्ड भी प्रार्थना की तो निकल गया अभी खाना भी ना सब खा रहे हैं अच्छा सो हो गई प्रभु को धन्यवाद देती हूँ सब बतिस्मा लेते हैं ना 
तो मैंने बतिस्मा लिया पहले मेरे बतिस्मा नहीं ली थी तो बार बार पानी में कूद के मरने का मन कर रहा था कभी मरूँ कभी मरूँ तो फिर जब ये बतिस्मा लिया तभी से मुझे शांति हो गई एकदम अच्छा हो गया मैं हाँ मैं बताती हूँ अपने गवाही जाके संसार में बताती हूँ कोई दुख में रहता तो उसके लिए प्रार्थना भी करती हूँ मेरे को जैसा शांति मिली मैं चाहती हूँ कि और भी भाई बहन को मिले प्रभु में मेरे परिवार चार साल से आ रहे थे मैं घर पे ही थी फिर एक साल के बाद आई मेरा तबीयत बहुत ज़्यादा ही ख़राब था तो मुझे मेरे पति लेके आए मेरा नाम है मीरा यादव तो लेके आए तो इधर आने के बाद मुझे शांति मिली Samuel, it's been a privilege to travel India and Nepal with you. I want to know more about your experience and the Timothy Initiative's overview and what their commission really is. Uh, welcome, Micah. Thank you for, it was my privilege to host you and your team. Uh, I have been serving the Lord with Timothy Initiative for the last four years. Prior to that, for about 18 years, I was a missionary in the northern part of India, which is one of the most unreached area. Uh, now, what attracted me towards Timothy Initiative was, of course, the church planting movement, which I used to be a part of it. But the training was the real impact on me. Because the common understanding among people is, if you want to be a missionary, if you want to be a pastor, you should have a formal training. Well, all of us do have. So if you read Ephesians chapter 4, verse 12, the major job description God has given for those ministers mentioned in verse 11 is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Absolutely. Honestly speaking, in 18 years of my missionary life, I've seen very few churches who are engaged in that. Uh, but when I came to Timothy Nishito, it's my day-to-day -day myth. Now, we don't look for some particularly educated or professional people. We are into all the people. Wow. We are with all, whether they are educated or illiterate. So we have kind of having some resources that's made available for anybody, even if they are not educated. So we make those resources available just to make sure that the saints are equipped and the world is reached for the Lord. Now, being a part of TTA Asia team, I had the privilege to travel around India, Nepal, and uh, so many other countries in Asia. And Again, part of my job is to meet those people who claim that they are disciples. I just directly look into their eyes and ask them what made you or how you came to know the Lord. The beautiful nation of Nepal with mountains as tall and as far as the eye can see. But most of us know Nepal for one particular mountain, Mount Everest, the tallest mountain in the world. People come from all over the world to attempt to see the very top. But something else people may not know is that Nepal is an unreached people group. Less than 2% would say they've heard or know who Jesus is. But people are still sharing. People are still risking their lives, even having to whisper the worship songs they sing in their homes. I'd love to introduce you. Let's hear some of the stories and see and meet some of the people that are sharing Jesus, no matter what the cost.
We are in the beautiful nation of Nepal. I'm here with my friend David. You work alongside the Timothy Initiative. You are called a Paul. Yes. Is that right? Yes. So how has TTI come alongside you? What do you do when it yeah. comes to the TTI? When we start the Timothy training, that time we have around 40 to 45 people. Nowadays we have 150 people. Wow. So your church started with 45 people and now there's over 150. Tell us about how difficult it is to share your faith in Nepal. Yeah, you know, over the 90% people are Hindu. 90% are Hindu? Yeah, yeah, wow. Hindu. Uh, our constitution also not good for us. We cannot preach the gospel. We, not, we cannot share the gospel. Wow. So that is our boundary. Well, when we were with you worshiping with your church, yeah. you kind of whispered the singing yeah. because you can't be heard out yeah. loud. Yeah, our constitution is not good. Right. Against us. Mm -hmm. If I share the gospel, we can we can go to jail. Wow. Yeah, three years jail and 50,000 uh, fine. You can be imprisoned, you can be fined, but you believe in the power of Jesus so much. You've seen him work in your life, in your family's life in Nepal, that you're going to continue to doing this no matter what. Yes, we are continuing doing Wow, beautiful. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Umbe is 90 years old. Yes. And he found Jesus when? 89. Wow. Yeah. 89 years old. And he was paralyzed for three years? Yes. Wow. What did the doctors try to do? Yeah. He, he went to his family, uh, take him to hospital mm -hmm. for treatment. And he spent money around uh, one and a half lakh Nepali rupees. Wow. Uh, around two months. He was in the hospital for yeah, two months. Yeah. Wow. But not improved. Timothy, yes, sharing the gospel about Jesus, yes, and then he and his own family accept Jesus. Then Jesus healed him. Nowadays he is can walk, can eat everything. Incredible. And, and really, if I could just be so honest, that is just the tip of the iceberg of the ministries that you and I are a part of. I now serve as chairman of the board of the Timothy Initiative, and uh, it's incredible. It's incredible. And as I watch that video and think about us, think about Faith Promise, one of the things I love so much is, is a lot of what you just saw of life-changing ministry has been possible because of your generosity. Because week in and week out, faithfully bring your tithes and offerings, faithful annually and heart for the harvest, 
because you do that, we're able to send funds around the world, and God is doing an incredible work. So as we as we're nearing the end of 2019, it's been an awesome season. Remember, one of our values is we put God where? We put God first. Now, do y'all believe that's right? That's biblical. We should put God first. All right, so part of putting God first is literally having a heart for the world. Not just you, your family, your teammates, your coworkers. Now, maybe not even the people that live right around you, but for the world. A heart, because God cares, we're supposed to care. And then when you think about what's called a UPG, an unreached people group, less than 2% practicing Christians in that country, in that region, there are even other groups that have far less than that. There are 620 people groups that have no witness of Jesus. Now, let me give you a two, two-pronged sword. A, we're going to get to be a part of bringing the gospel to some of them. But secondly, when the gospel gets to all of them, I think Jesus is coming back. Are you with me? So we have a two-pronged reason to be, get man, get all over it. So which should matter to us, believers, which should matter? The gospel is our responsibility. Do y'all believe that? It's our responsibility. When you stand before Jesus and you give an account of your life, one of the things that he is going to hold you accountable for is what you did with the good news of Jesus. Because our king commanded for all of us in Matthew 28, 19, go therefore and make disciples of all the ethnos, the Greek word. We get our word ethnicities. Go therefore into all, all, all the people, all the ethnicities, and making disciples of them, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And he goes on and says, Lo, I'll be with you always, even to the end of the age. So next year, 2020, Faith Promise of about a dozen mission trips, one almost every month. There's a card about every other seat. One side's Love Local. It's what we do in our close proximity. These are some of our partners if you want to take that home, you can, go to the, you can go to the mission spot at any of our campuses and find out more. You can go to the website and you can find out more and you can go ahead and set aside time now and resources. Many of those mission trips are family friendly and so you can be prepared to then next year go and be a part of that. Because I'm, I'm just going to tell you, one of the ways that God has wrecked my heart is going on mission trips. In fact, the Timothy Initiative has planted over 75,000 churches, basically in India, Nepal, and Pakistan, which now is illegal in all of those countries. Uh, now it's illegal that we have friends that are being put in prison. It's, it's being beaten. It's, it's incredible. And so, man, we want to we wanna be a part of helping those folks. So let me ask you a question. How did you go and make disciples of all the ethnos, of all the nations, and all the people last year? Where, what did you do? Because, hey, we've got University of Tennessee right here. I don't know, 60, 70 ethnos, ethnicities. We have Oak Ridge National Laboratory down the street. We have lots of places that, that we can go. So a better question, because 2020 is about over, Right? And some of you are saying, good riddance for me, it's been literally my best year ever. 
So just ecstatic. But, but how will you go and make disciples in 2020? Because that command from our king, as you are going with this, is, therefore, but as you are going at work, at play, where you go to school, where you do your hobbies, and then many of us, God is calling not just as you are going, but to go like the Scots. Dustin's mom and dad are founders of Faith Promise. They were here day one, and, and Dustin was called into ministry, served on our staff, and then felt called to missions. And we have other families that have left the nice, easy hills and hollers of East Tennessee. Come on, you know what I'm talking about? Come on. It's easy to share the gospel here. It's easy compared to the rest of the world. So what are you going to do? One of the ways we do it is small groups, getting in small groups, making disciples that make disciples that make disciples that make disciples. It's the biblical plan to win the world. We just keep spreading. Are you with me? That's what God wants us to do. So whether you go on a mission trip in 2020 or not, one of the things that you can do is pray for our missionaries. Every day in my journals, I, I write my prayers out. I come to, I come to section. It's missions, and I pray for all. I pray for the Scots and the Webbers and the Fox and the Lads and the Murphs and uh, now Terry and Arlene are back, but uh, all kind of people that have left here and go, I pray for them every day. You can go to a mission spot. You can grab a magnet for your refrigerator. Come on, you're going to see them there. Are you with me? Come on. Put, t- use them with your family. Use them in family devotions or when you sit down to eat, pull them off and say, hey, we're, we're praying for Dustin and Katie and Abel today. We're praying for, you know, we're praying for our, again, we've got them all over. Just, just grab some. Come on, where the Spirit leads, where the Spirit leads. Now, if you saw the slide earlier, as Micah said, and you could read that, come on, some of y'all can read that. I have trouble with English. I, 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 I can't do that. But if you can read that, you can serve at our new campus starting January 5th for Message at FA. You can be a part of that. Come on, you can join the movement. It's going to be January 5th, the first weekend. Take the communication card, fill it out, or you can, you can uh, contact Pastor Andreas. Put that back up one more second. Roll it back just a second. God, that is a good looking dude. Right there at the bottom, uh, Faith, uh, A, uh, Andreas at Faith Promise, say, hey, I want to be a part, and he'll contact you. See, Faith Promise is not just about real people with real problems that live right around us. We want to send and spend considerable resources taking the gospel to some of the hardest places on the planet. So every year we give over a million dollars away. It goes to TTI, it goes to Equip, it goes to IMB, it goes to, it goes to these partners, it goes to other partners. It goes to places, frankly, I'm, I'm serious, we can't tell you who they are or where they are because they would be killed. But they're promisers who are in black flag countries right now sharing the gospel. What we want is we want to take this mission and this movement and we want to go global. Are you with me? So, man, our missionary families, they follow the feeling. They've gone around the world doing Luke 4, 18 and 19. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Proclaim release to the captive, open the eyes of the blind, set free those who are oppressed, and proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. Literally, the founder of TTI, David Nelms, went on a mistrip to India and asked someone, hey, where are the churches? They said, the what? The churches. I see Buddhist 
you know, I see Buddhists, I see Hindu, I see Muslim. They said, well, there's never been a church here. Never. Wrecked him. He was never the same. Pastor of a giant church in South Florida, went back, resigned his church, said, I've got, I've got to take the gospel where nobody's getting it. Are y'all with me? So what we do is we, we pray for, we celebrate, we share with, we support, and we pray for our missionaries. Amen? Come on, send them an email. Send them a card. Send them a note. Have your kids write. Some of them, I'm just telling you, they, you know, they're over there all alone sometimes. Some of them where there are no Christians anywhere near them. And man, a note from home. Come on, somebody. A note from home would mean so much to them. So, man, we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to keep moving. And faith promise, we're about every nation, every tug, every tribe, every ethnos. Are you with me? That they, people, people respond to Jesus as their Lord and their Savior. We tell them of him. Amen? It's one of our values. So we support our ministries. And, and as we support our, our missionaries, we advance the kingdom of God, not just around the corner, but around the world. When you go on a mystery trip and you visit with him, you encourage, you love on him, man, you're, you're, vis- you're visiting Jesus. So when you give a cup of cool water in my name, you're, you're doing it to me, Jesus said. When we love on, ride, and pray for and celebrate missionaries, man, we're doing it to Jesus. Does this make sense? See, some of us, we, we you know, you're, you, maybe you've been coming and you say, okay, I, I got, Pastor, that God loves me but I still don't get this relationship deal. I got it. I got it. It's hard to tell a blind person what the color yellow looks like. It's hard to tell someone who's never heard what a beautiful melody sounds like. It's hard to tell someone who does have taste buds how sweet sugar is. But once you've met him, once you've tasted and see that the Lord is good, it'll transform your life. So if you're ready to walk away from your old life and you're ready to repent, which means I'm turning, you're ready to make Jesus Lord of your life, he's ready. So at all of our campuses, God behind bars, hey, it was so good to be at Morgan County, six you guys baptized. Come on, Leonidas, man, man, what a, it was awesome to get to baptize you last week. And come on, 25 of you Morgan County got saved. I'm expecting an incredible weekend at our Morgan County campus this weekend. But see, before Jesus told Matthew and those disciples to go to all the ethnicities, he said, before that, I'm going to have to do something. I who, know, know, who, who knew, knew no sin, never failed, never messed up, never did anything, I am going to take your sin upon me and down a cross for you. He that knew no sin became sin on our behalf that we might become the righteousness of Christ through him. That's what the Bible says. Crazy that he would pay the price. So if you're ready to say yes to Jesus, begin a relationship, he's ready. Not religion, relationship. So with every head bowed, every, every eye closed, pray this prayer. We're gonna pray it out loud with you. Dear Jesus, I know I've sinned. I'm so sorry. I repent. I turn to you by faith. I receive your gift of salvation. I confess you as Lord. And by faith, I will follow you the rest of my days. With heads bowed and eyes still closed, if you prayed that simple prayer with me, do me a favor, just me and you, we just hold your hand up and say, hey, Chris.
Hey, Pastor, I prayed that prayer with you. Just hold it up. Hold it up. Come on. Hold it up. I got you. Come on, hold it up. Hold it up. Hold it up. Got you. A couple more seconds for us. They're just going to put a card in your hand, letting you know what the next step is. Okay, all right, look up here. Several people across the congregation and all of our campuses gave their hearts to Jesus. Every week, people are saved. Come on, somebody give God some praise. Man. If you would, if you prayed that prayer with me or you have another need, if you'll pull the communication card out. If you're a guest, fill it out. If you pray with me, check the circle. I'm making a decision to follow Jesus. I need to be baptized. If you have not been to Next Steps, I want to challenge you. Listen, just if you have kids, check them out. Check them back in and go to the chapel. And they'll, all, they'll be set up for you. Starts at 615, Saturday night, 1130 on Sunday morning at all of our campuses. And you'll, man, you'll find out what's going on. This is, this is the first week. Just going to be incredible how we got started and God's plan for your life is going to be off the chart. Has it been good to be in the house of God this weekend? Come on. I know it's a little different, but man, we want to keep you abreast. We, listen, we, our name, Faith Promise, is about a faith commitment to support missions. That's where the name of this church came from. That's, that's, that's what the founders believed. We would send money and we'd send people. So if you feel called, man, send me an email. Let me know. I'd love to sit down and meet with you and help you. One of our pastors, our campus pastors. So as we get ready to give, man, some of you guys, we all dream of being financially, man, stable. We dream of having our financial dreams come true. And then you come to church and someone says you should give. And you say, it's crazy. I got this plan. It really doesn't involve giving any of my money away. But can I tell you, you're trying to do it without God. When you get on the generosity journey, you begin to get God in on that plan. And I believe God wants all of us to be financially free. I didn't say rich. Because if you're born again, you're rich. Listen, your dad owns a cattle on a thousand hills. Your inheritance cannot be calculated. Come on. This is not our home. This ain't it. This is it. Woo! It sucked. Come on. Y'all know what I'm talking about? And we're going to heaven. And let's take everybody we can take to heaven with us. So maybe this will be the first time that you'll give or you've been giving for years. Man, we're so grateful. And because you do, we get to support ministries like Dustin and Katie, East Mountain, the Nelms, David, the president and his son, and TTI and so many others. I'm going to pray. Remember, put all the communication cards in the offering bucket so they come. Father, we ask you to bless this offering. God, we ask you to use it around the world. God, I pray for Nepal, where believers are being imprisoned, beaten. I pray for India. I pray for the Middle East. I pray for revival in Scotland. God, I pray for a movement in Europe. I pray that you continue stirring in Australia. God, this world is yours and your heart is for this world. God, would you give us a heart for the world that gets us out of our apathetic lazy boys and into the harvest field that's white. There's nothing wrong with the harvest, but there sure is a need for laborers. So God, would you grab us by the scruff of the neck and throw us into the field? God, would you bless this offering and use it around the world? It's our prayer in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, hey, as they start, by the way, listen, go ahead and keep passing them.
Christmas Spectacular. Incredible opportunity to bring folks. It's going to be an experience for families. It's going to be off the chart. Amen? Two weeks. Don't just get, Make sure you get all the times. Has it been good? Give the Lord a shout of praise while you're giving.